It's the next level. Warning. The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this hour 200th and sort of final, yeah, penultimate episode of uh, the DC Primetime Podcast from the spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. It's kind of weird. That's one of the last times we're going to be doing that, but... um, I'm... Well, on... On this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what, though? It's been kind of a uh, it's been kind of a uh, um, a mixed emotion kind of thing. You know, we were we were talking before, uh, you know, before crisis even happened. It was kind of bittersweet that we were going to be ending after crisis. And I know you and I were kind of like, well, you know, it'd be nice to get the break, but we're going to kind of miss it. And then crisis one through three happened. The excitement came back and. Over the course of the break, I was the same way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss doing this podcast, but it's going to be nice to have the break. And then four and five aired, which we're going to talk about in this in this episode of the podcast. And the way it ended and the satisfaction I had, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. The satisfaction I had from the way crisis ended, I'm actually at peace now. I, I feel like. I, I'm so satisfied with that and them kind of hitting the reset button that I don't think there's a better time to kind of wrap this up. Yeah, it was it was honestly perfect. It was it was the exact way we needed to end the story because this felt like it had an ending. Like it it felt like everything that we knew of the Arrowverse ended in the end of part five. Because we are in fresh territory. It is the the Paragons are the only ones that know what happened. And anyone that was essentially, you know, touched by John. Uh, yeah. That, you know, he, touched he by brought their memories. Yeah. Um, it was, that was really it. Um, and I was like, you know what? This, this was perfect. This was, and again, we'll talk about that all in full. But that was such a perfect ending for everything that has happened so far minus you know there's existing plot threads that are still continuing that because we're you know finishing a mid-season break uh for the shows and coming back with new things um but that reset button was a big ass reset button that yes, they hit it was. and it changes everything so it, it's the fact that we are now going to be exploring every one of these shows and the new world that they now exist within um i mean and it impacts everything uh, which is crazy to think of. And we know that there is still a multiverse. And that multiverse, we don't even know what it looks like. We know a few things. We know what some things the producer said. But I'm like, you know what? 
we don't need to continue that discussion anymore. And I'm like, I feel like we are just now along for the ride to explore what this new world is along, along with all of you as you watch it at your leisure. And I think that's the best part about this is we get to do it at our leisure. Yeah. I mean, this is essentially, I mean, the same way Marvel has phases. This is essentially Arrowverse phase two now. Um, you know, and for us to have continued on with this, it, it, it would have been so much more challenging, especially now with, you know, all of these shows continuing with the with the addition of Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is essentially just taking the, the replacing Arrow. Uh, but with Superman and Lois, which has been greenlit and is going to series now. And, you know, all these other shows with Green Lantern and, and Doom Patrol and Stargirl. And it just when we started this podcast, it was three shows, I believe. Um, the fourth was just beginning when yes. we started, which was Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And this it's this world is constantly expanding with no signs of slowing down. And it's just it's a it's as much as we love talking about it and enjoy watching it and enjoy podcasting with each other, which is going to continue, just not in this format any longer. It's kind of I feel like it's almost a disservice to not be able to talk about all of it, you know, because once we did cover Gotham for a little while and when we stopped because it wasn't part of the Arrowverse, you know, we did have people reach out to us and say, hey, how come you guys aren't covering Gotham? And now it's going to be kind of similar, like, hey, how come you guys aren't covering Stargirl? How come you're not covering Green Lantern? And well, Black Lightning, we covered for the first season. And yeah. we're like, well, it's not part of all of this. And <laughs> it is now. No intentions. It is now. It, it, it absolutely is part of it. Freeland is part of Earth Prime. It, we need to be able to cover those things. We don't know how that impacts changes any of those things anymore. Um, and I, we can tell you the way that this show exists in its current format, it would be impossible unless we ever said hey let's bring the show back because maybe they're about to do something big we would need another one or two people to be a part of this show and say hey look uh ben what are two shows from the Arabverse that you want to cover weekly uh you know and this is not a person that we actually asked about this but if it was like hey paul you know what shows do you want to watch you know and then i take these and then we treat it kind of like what dc dcr did where brian and sean had their own comics that they read and said, this is what happened. I'll give you my take on it. Um, and it would be such a dramatic evolution of the show. But I also think that because if we're not all watching what the other people are watching, if there's a big, like, you know, tie up or say in three years from now, they do infinite crisis. We're all going to be like, oh, crap. I now have to go back and watch six shows, two series. And you're like, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We, we we would love to stick around uh, and continue these conversations, but when it's now five shows and or six shows, that would now expand to like eight to nine. It, it, we, we just don't have that much time in a week, unfortunately. I mean, it was hard enough to figure out a schedule of how to talk about um, Supergirl and Batwoman now with their, their back-to-back um, Sundays because we record on Sunday. So we're already always a week behind. Uh, on two shows and it, you know it was just kind of like well that's just what we've done so people just kind of have to deal um but for us it, it just it it made sense to make this be now yeah 
And yeah, you're right. With the way that episode five ended, it was perfect. Yep. It was the perfect way for them to finally have that last little bit of tension as they tie the ribbon. And you're like, you know what? Perfect. It was it ended in, in a way that made me excited about the shows again. And it made me feel like we're ending as fans. Well, not only that, but the ending that we got, and we'll, we'll definitely dive deeper into that once we start getting into the conversation. But the ending that we got with that, it, it almost, it was so satisfying and so perfect in the way that it almost felt like, yes, like we know we're already, most of us who watch these shows are already familiar with these characters. We're already familiar with Supergirl, the Flash, you know, the Green Arrow and such. Uh, you know, we've gotten them in the form of the Super Friends, which obviously we'll talk about that reference in a little bit too. But it almost felt like the way that this ended, it could have been series finales for all of these shows. Like all of, oh my God, it absolutely could All have. of these shows could have, could have been ending. And this was the perfect way you tied it all together, almost to the point where these shows were in actuality prequels to what we already know of these characters. Like the next evolution of these characters is they're now going to be the Justice League, but we don't need to see it because we've already experienced that in the past. So, you know, the way that this wrapped up, these, you could, they could have come out and said, hey, all of these shows are are ending with this episode, and I actually would have been satisfied with that. Yeah, I, you, know, you know what? Honestly, yet, and again, we're, we're we're gonna talk about things in all these weird kinds of orders, and we'll go into things in just a second and get started with episode four. But the ending, and because I just need to talk about it for a second, but um, <laughs> it, it, it linked us to um, I think our one childhood. Of other, well, no, no, I'm not even talking about that. Um, okay. we'll, we'll get into that at the end. Uh, but <laughs> there is one of my favorite DC anythings has been the Bruce Timverse, which started obviously Batman, the animated series. Then we had the Adventures of Superman, then Justice League, then Justice League Unlimited. And that had a through line story uh, that also brought in Batman Beyond and all these other pieces and ended at Justice League Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited ended in such this beautiful way where you had every character essentially that existed in the current timeline. So Batman beyond characters didn't appear in this episode, but during the episode, you had all of the villains and all of the heroes joined forces together to take down apocalypse and dark side uh, in such an amazing way. And it was so great. And, you know, of course, ta-da, you know, they're triumphant. They defeat dark side and they're all standing in front of the hall of justice and the villains are all there with them, and they're like, so I guess, you know, truce for the time being. And, you know, I forget what villain is talking to Batman. And he says, and he looks at Superman and says, you have a five-minute head start. And all of the villains <laughs> just run. And, you know, at the end of that, you know, the, there's a couple of great quips between the original League members and... Then they all start running down the steps of the Hall of Justice, one group after the other, and it's all the heroes ending with the five main members of the League. So, like, you know, Hawkgirl, Green Lantern, Flash, John Jones, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, uh, all running down together, basically the people that have been part of this series since the beginning. And it was just kind of like, that was so perfect. I'm like, it's the story is not over, but this, this chapter is... That felt just like this. And I'm like, you know what? I loved that ending so much. This was the live action version of that moment. And I'm like, good job. I'm like, yeah. you guys, you guys landed it perfectly. 
Yeah. The the ending the ending that we got with this crossover seriously is to the point with me that I could not I I'm going to continue watching these shows again like we mentioned at our own pace and everything, but if I never watched another episode of these shows again, I I wouldn't miss it because yeah. I'm that satisfied. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I I feel so comfortably content. It, it honestly, the best way I could put it, it this uh, the analogy of it felt like being wrapped in a warm blanket that just came out of the dryer. I'm like, it just made you feel good inside. And I was like, you know what? Look, you can say we're gonna have probably a lot of correlations because we're not only are we gonna talk about four and five, but we're gonna probably talk about um, you know Infinite Crisis as a whole in this episode. And mm-hmm. I would think you would probably agree with that. Because yeah, again, yeah. we we haven't scored things yet. Um, we're not really, but we we're gonna probably score this as a, a full entity by the end. But so looking at this, um, I lost my train of thought completely. That's Great. fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, and and don't get me wrong. Like I've I follow a lot of people that were watching Crisis, and for the most part, everybody kind of feels very similar to the way do we do. There are some people out there with some heavy criticisms. Um, you know, I've seen people post like, well, that was garbage. And I'm like, well, how, why do you feel that way? And I never get answers. Like I had, there's one guy online that was like, Hey, parts one through four were great. Five wasn't necessary. I'm like, eh, I disagree. But why do you feel like it wasn't necessary? And then nothing it's crickets. So like, look, if you got criticism, that's fine. I'm sure not everybody out there absolutely loved and adored this crossover, but you know, it, explain like, I'm just not because you yeah. have to. I'm just curious, like, why right, did I, you feel it was garbage? Right. I, oh, I remember my point. Oh, uh, we're going to have a lot of correlations between this and Avengers Endgame. And if you think about this in the grand scheme of things, in, in parts one through five, it, it was never going to be able to be as big as something like Endgame because, well, they don't have, like, you know, $700 million to, <laughs> yes. to make this. But with a TV budget, what they were able to accomplish was just breathtaking. I mean, yeah, you're going to have CG sequences. And I know a lot of people look at the Superman versus Superman fight that we got in part two. Uh, that a lot of people said, you know, there's definitely you can see some cracks in the armor during that fight. I'm like, of course you can. Um, you know, that's not uncommon. You know, it's the cost of doing things was through the roof. It was funny. Mark Guggenheim even came out and people were like, he, uh, people asked him why the monitor didn't have the helmet. And he said, I can tell you a good well, number one reason money that cost money to make another component. And they said it was hard enough for them to actually ha- find the funds just to meet, make the anti-monitor uh, suit. And they were like, and, and them knowing that they were only going to use it in like less than 20 minutes of footage. They were like, you know, for them to then later also add another component to it. They're like, it's that or we can do this effect over here. Like they have that little funds to work with. this. So still what they were able to accomplish blew us away. So, oh, yeah. Y- yeah. You know, you and I joked and I was like, you know what? They had just the right amount of cheesiness to it, but in all of the good ways. And I think that's how this hangs, like holds it, its its place on on kind of that coat rack. It is it's going to ultimately hang its hat exactly on that place of it was perfect enough with the right amount of what we always say is the best formula that the writer said for Flash: heart, humor, and spectacle. It had all of those things all at the right times. And yes, you can say okay, like look, let's pick apart the scene because of the way the effects looked here. Or the way that the camera sh- sequences shot this episode, which I know a lot of people complained about 
the visual look of episode four. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they could have done better unless they were just given, here's another $10 million, you know, unless they were given like this great, you know, phenomenal budget to do all these extra things because what they did and the people that they brought in, the surprise, the surprises they gave us alone um, were enough to just make you smile, but also the connections that they gave us, the way that they even added all of these other pieces and components in to say, yes, DC is all of these things. The multiverse is for real, all of these things. And it changed the way that we perceive all of this, which was amazing. And I think if that was their only goal was to tell us a good, good story around the characters that we know and love, but also nod and remind us all of the things that came before us and the things that are yet to come. I think you can't argue any of those pieces. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. I mean, and even you know, making the comparison to Endgame, you know, you you kind of touched on this a little bit in in what you just said, but you know, the same way Endgame did it, this crossover also gave us the things we didn't realize we wanted until we actually saw them. Uh, and I'm talking in particular about one cameo that happens in Part Four, which we'll get to as when we dive into it. That was something I did not see coming and was a total surprise and made me giddy. You know, yeah. even though um, I'm I'm not even that big of a fan of that universe, but even just to see it happen, I thought was fantastic. It made me excited for that movie that we know is coming. Me too. So. <laughs> me too. Yeah, so, it was it, I, it. It made me go back last night and watch what that was from. <laughs> so <laughs> I've actually been meaning to do that for a while and I just haven't had an opportunity and it made me realize something about that movie as well. But we'll get to that um, when we're talking about it. So what do we say? Let's let's give our ranking um, um, and then we- for episodes four and five. And then at the end, let's rate the crisis as a whole. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, so, uh, you know, as we usually do, we give everything our ranking, our one of three point ranking, uh, w- one of 10, which equates to one of three. Um, you know, so one through three being sidekick, four through seven being hero, and eight through 10 being legend. Where do you fall on parts? Do we want to rank each one or do we just want to do four and five as a whole? Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm pretty. Give it. Con- Go ahead. Uh, I, I would say because I, I I don't remember if we ranked it last time. It was like three in the morning, <laughs> so it um, was. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we say these parts together, and okay. then at the end we can go through each piece and then put it all together. Fair so, enough. Uh, so um, then, with this part, where do you fall? Uh, episode four. I would actually give part four. Uh, actually, I would give it a legend. Okay. I would definitely go legend on this. I, the one cameo would blew my mind. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I'll give this one a new god. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, an, I'm new god for both. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. I, I'm new god for both parts four and five. They both had different. Uh, they were both a little different tonally, but what they gave us with the tone they were and the story they were telling, uh, I was blown away by both. Um, so I'm, I'm new god with both parts four and five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would go New God and then Legend on number five. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit. Let's start with part four. And um, 
you know, dive into that. Obviously, we're we're coming back from all of from the Paragons being trapped at the uh, the vanishing point, which we know of from the end of season two of Legends of Tomorrow. And we we kind of fast forwarded a little bit. It looks like they've been there for some amount of time. Ryan Choi's got a full on beard going. Uh, Barry has disappeared. Nobody knows exactly where he is yet. We see Lex and Ryan trying to work on, you know, restoring the technology so that they can find a way out of there. Uh, you know, and this is kind of where we kick things off from where things have been. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't take long for Barry to appear. Um, and we find out that he's darted into the speed force to try to find a way to get back to what was lost. And he reappears in the vanishing point. Um, what two months later. Uh, and there, he was like, what? I just left. It was like 20 seconds ago. Uh, basically, he was rattling around in, in the Speed Force the entire time and had no idea that he was basically lost in time because there was nothing, uh, which was I loved that yeah. idea. I would love to see more of that. And we get in that moment when pretty much all hope is lost, when they can't teleport down to any other place to get out of the vanishing point. Uh, the Spectre, a.k.a. Oliver Queen, uh, appears to them. And I gotta say, man, like, the way that they played his voice, just the long coat, all of these little pieces just worked so well. I loved the angle that they took with Ollie in this. I... I agree with you 100%. I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to work. I was excited for it when I realized that was the route that they were going in part three. Uh, but I was still curious. I was like, okay, I don't know how they're going to work this. But having him essentially, if you think about this, by the end of part four, not only was Oliver the Spectre, he also became the new monitor. Because that was, in essence, changed when they go back to uh, Maltus and kind of prevent the Monitor from doing what he did, um, you know, to to well, kick no, everything off. Not not entirely. Uh, and uh, the reason I'll get in a way, into that. Yeah. Um, I think he, so. He I, was, th this is just the way I perceived it. Uh, so he was purely just the Spectre because even the Anti-Monitor, there's a throwaway line of, it's just kind of like, how does this still exist and he said uh, you know you have to remember the monitor the the anti-monitor says you stopped that version of Marnevo, but there's always going to be in the infinite expanding multiverse one that does not agree with what you're doing so that one will was still create there was one of them out there that still created that dude well uh, yeah i well i know that i mean i wasn't okay. that's not what i was alluding to i wasn't talking about like it was oliver that kicked every it was specter that kicked everything off and not any monitor i'm talking in the sense of that in parts one through three it's the monitor that brings everybody together to face off about everything and by the end granted everybody is already kind of together but it's oliver as the specter kind of urging them to come back together again because that you're right they kind of lost all hope at this point so it's oliver that kind of is the one that steps in to bring them back together to tie them together again to fix what needs to be fixed that was yeah, kind of the yeah. monitor's role in the first three episodes that's true and oliver as the specter kind of takes over that role in in part four. Oh yeah he he is back to leading the team essentially uh, you know all mm -hmm. ollie's stepping back into the role that he he's kind of had through 
all of the DC universe on the TV side in the Arrowverse, pretty much. You know, he, he's he's stepped back into that leadership role, more confident than ever, uh, more res- with more resolve than ever. Um, and I love the fact that this whole thing was not all of these heroes. It was really Oliver's journey. This whole thing was all about Oliver's journey, and it makes you look at the last season of Arrow um, as this whole preparation for this moment. And I really think that they achieved what they needed to with Arrow in its, what, eight episodes before Crisis on Infinite Earths happens. And I think they just knocked it out of the park. It was perfect. Well, not only that, but it also goes to show, I mean, obviously this was the Arrow episode of the crossover as well. But, you know, when Barry is going through the Speed Force, you know, we when we get that moment of Oliver and Barry in the Speed Force and you know it's it's oliver telling him like you need to find us like this is that point where you, you know you have to go to the points in our lives that kind of connect us and you have to find us all of those points that he finds these people at are essentially they're part of oliver's life i mean whether oliver was in the scene or not you know because obviously there's the scene with sarah which was uh you know diggle and laurel and so Oliver wasn't in that scene, but it still was a scene that took place on Arrow. So this, all of these things that Oliver, that Barry was doing, all of these places that he had to go were all a part of Oliver's life. So it was a great way of using this Arrow episode of the crossover while still being a part of the crossover, showing not only has Arrow been important, but Arrow has been the television, Arrow has been the series and the timeline that has tied this entire universe together from the beginning. And mm-hmm. that was while it was Barry's journey in the speed force, it was Oliver's timeline that he was going down. Right. And so, right. you know, it, it showed that arrow has been the main like plot and the main thread through all of this. Right. He, well, he makes that comment to, to Barry when, you know, Barry gets basically stuck in queen consolidated and he realizes that he's still in the speed force that, you know, the specter was holding everyone in a place to keep them from falling out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, that's exactly what he was doing. He was holding them into parts of his life because that's the areas that he could pull from. And so it worked so incredibly well to having that idea. Uh, so watching, you know, Barry be able to do this. And I got to say, too. Uh, you know, I, I, Kat and I just kind of got a good laugh of, you know, when Barry and Ollie are talking in the vanishing point and Barry's like, well, how do I get in there? He's like, he's like, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going <laughs> to unlock your potential. And you're like the boop of destiny, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which I, it brings up an interesting question now about that too. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when Oliver touches Barry and opens up his potential, I don't think there's anything that ever closed that. So is does that mean now that this is over, is Barry's potential still unlocked? I think and so. Barry's gonna, and Barry's now going to be a faster speedster than he ever was. I think there's a high po- a probability of that. Um, because, I, I yeah, I, I think that means he's going to be able to navigate things better because you think about it. Um, we still don't know uh, our good friend JWS, John Wesley Ship, uh, his fate yet. Um, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get the fate of other characters that we've known for a while. Uh, well, to be, to be over, more specific, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know Jay Garrick's fate yet. Exactly. We know what Barry. Yeah. Yeah. We know what Barry's John Wesley Schiff's version of Barry's fate was, unfortunately. Well, um, there's some questions about that too. I'm going to post to you a little bit because I saw some rumblings. 
Uh, and I'm very curious on, on a few Oh, yeah, it could essentially undo all of that. Yeah, because a lot of people died and a lot of people came back still. So the only person we know that did not come back was Oliver. So, yeah, um, that's true. Everything so, that happened with a new multiverse could essentially undo that. Correct. So we don't know if that version of Barry Allen's story is truly done yet. But I mean, the big thing that kind of comes into play, because we don't know this yet either. There are so many doppelgangers. Think about, for example, Harry uh, on Earth 2. Does Harry still exist because this version of Nash Wells still exists? Does this mean all of the other versions of those characters have been consolidated to one and doppelgangers no longer exist? It opens up it so many questions. It, 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 but it doesn't, it doesn't, though, because we know we have Tyler's version of Superman and we are given at the end that peak that the Superman from Earth 96 still exists. So there are still other doppelgangers out there in the multiverse. Right. But I'm saying is, though, too, we also folded several several Earths into one. So the question is how many other of the Earths that we're knowledgeable about folded into Earth Prime? Because we don't know so that Earth, yet. So if Earth 2 folded in, that essentially could mean that, one, that version of Nath, Nash and Jesse, or Wells and Jesse, don't exist anymore. Right, but because you have to remember... Who is a character that is currently around that is part of Earth 2? Laurel. Exactly. So yeah. if she has always been a part of this Earth, does she so remember she could these essentially, things? Yeah, right. she could essentially it, be back to the Earth 1 version of Laurel again. So we don't know any of these pieces yet. So that plays a big, large component that still is a story that's yet to have been told. And again, I'm pretty sure she's just going to be that version of Earth 2 Laurel that's been around for a while because it doesn't make sense to undo all of the character motion that they've done with her. But -hmm. the question is what happened to the rest of the people on her earth? Because it seems like everybody that was at least a paragon, those earths folded together to create their own new earth. You know, as far as what we know, like black lightning and, you know, Kara and, and such uh, being folded into one. So it, it, it poses a very unique question that I'm excited to see how that will play out because we also got a little bit of a flash pointiness to this as well uh, that we'll get into at the very end when we kind of get into episode five, which is essentially one long epilogue, um, which I thought was really brilliant. Uh, and I'm going to undo I my score too. of saying a legend. It is actually a new God. I forgot about a couple pieces of when, where they happened. Uh, and I'm like, yep, never mind. It's, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so that's, it, that's it, where it, I fall too. It, it it poses it poses so many questions that I'm really excited to see them look at because again you're right this is what you said is this was a perfect end because now we are exploring a brand new world from scratch we know mm-hmm. nothing about this world how people perceive each other think about Lex Luthor's fate everyone thinks of him as one thing <laughs> so it's really brilliant to see that they completely changed everything. What does this mean for Alina? What does this mean for Alina and Kara's relationship? All of these pieces now completely different. So well, it's 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 funny that you bring that up too because we we kind of get that hint at the end of part four with um you know with Lex saying like hey I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit but you know okay. there's like hey this is that this is what it feels like to be a superhero and then when we get to the beginning of part five and we see that moment where he's accepting the Nobel Prize and everybody knows him he's like the best guy and he kind of gives Kara that wink because he did essentially become a paragon and replacing himself with, with <laughs> Superman and he um, runs the DEO oh my god how awesome is that <laughs> and you know so he gives Kara that wink is in like hey like see what I did here 
And I really like that's really one of the things like, yes, again, I said we don't have to watch, but that's why I'm going to continue to watch because I'm very curious what they're going to do with that. Because in the comic books, there is a period of time where Lex becomes a hero and he yeah, he's a member the of the Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. 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 So I'm very curious if maybe they're just swapping the Lena and Lex roles. Maybe Lena is going to be the villain. Yeah. And it, Lex it, is the hero. It's it's going to be very interesting to see what the future of all these things is. If, if they were ever trying to find a way to hook us to want to continue to watch, this is a great way to do it. I think mm-hmm. if that was their goal, they 100% achieved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to jump back to the things with, you know, with, with Oliver tying him, everybody into the Speed Force because of these are what he knew. Um, I actually did. Uh, I was invited to be a part of the Panels to Pixels podcast, which is uh, also here on Next Level. Uh, our friends, Steve and Mark, who host that. And Steve, who's not familiar with many of these shows, he kind of went into this a little blind. So he had a lot of questions. And one of the questions he had was, well, if the speed force goes through all of time, what would happen? Like, why was it so bad that they if they got thrown from the speed force, they would have just been thrown into time and Barry could have gone to find him. I'm like, no, that's not the way this worked this time around. Like ordinarily, yes, that could have happened. And he would have just had to find out where they were and go get them this point in time, there is no universe outside of the multiverse or outside fall, of the speed force. They fall out. They go boom. You know? Yeah. They, they fall out. They disappear into any matter. So yeah, that's they, why that was so important this time that he had to find them before they were thrown. Right. So we have to get to that point now because it's time to get to that point. But Barry's trying to pinpoint where everybody is and gets to star labs. <laughs> and, there, and, and a very unexpected person is waiting in star labs for him. <laughs> And that is Urza Miller's version of The Flash from the DC Universe uh, film series. Obviously, that ties Henry Cavill's uh, Superman, all these things. How amazing and how shocked were you when you got to see that moment play out? I was incredibly shocked. And I am so thankful that it did not get spoiled for me because... um, And apparently that was... spoiled. Yes. So apparently... um, one of the things is that was the the one Mark Guggenheim wanted to tell us before this aired. Um, apparently, that was the one he was holding on to that the studio said no way. <laughs> so, well, did you did you read the background of how that happened? Uh, Crisis, was, yeah. Crisis was wrapped. It was before that scene was filmed. Yeah, everything um, was shot, um, and it sounded like it was Jim Lee. Um, yes. Jim Lee was a big proponent of getting that done with Walter Hamada and um, Guggenheim. So basically the three of them made that happen. Um, well, so, and- so Jim, so Jim Lee contacted Mark Guggenheim and said, Hey, like, is there any possibility? Cause I read, I read the interview with Guggenheim afterwards and, you know, Jim Lee reached out to Mark Guggenheim and said, Hey, is there any way we can get Ezra in the crossover? Uh, and Guggenheim was like, yeah, like, let's do this. And, you know, Jim Lee was like, well, you guys are wrapped. Like, how do you want to do this? He's like, we'll make it happen. So the first step that Guggenheim took was to reach out to Grant because he said flat out, if Grant does not want this to happen, like this is Grant's show. If Grant does not want this to happen, this isn't happening. And Grant was all for it. Like he was completely excited for it to happen. Next step was to reach out to Ezra because they wanted to make sure Ezra was okay with it. He was excited. So they brought a crew back together and they filmed this scene. And it it blew my mind because I was not expecting it. It wasn't even a thought in my mind that this could possibly happen. 
Did you see the um, behind the scenes pictures of that? I did. I did. They they were so just freakingly dis- disgustingly adorable. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the two of them hugging and just like laughing and smiling, and that you could you could tell how excited the two of them were to have that moment together. Um, well, it, and one of the things I think makes this really interesting, and it's something I really hope they do, is this now opens up the possibility of Grant being in a cameo in the Flash film. And how I kind of want to see it happen is I kind of want to see that these kind of moments acted at like at the same time. And in the flash film, we're going to get the other side of this moment. We're going to see what brought Ezra into the speed force at that moment where he met that version of, of the flash. I don't think we will, but it would be, it would cool be fun. Did. I mean, yeah. what well, we already know what uh, the new version of the script is for that Flash movie. And they did say we are still going to see Flashpoint, but it's a, Just different, a different version. It's a different Flashpoint. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see if Ezra Miller's version of Flashpoint mildly reboots the DC universe where we have the continuation of things like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, but set up a new future for a new Superman, a new Batman. And I think that's what we're going to get. That could work. So now there is something else that came out of this scene that I didn't really think about until it happened. When these two guys meet, when Ezra Miller's version of of Barry Allen and Grant's version of Barry Allen meet, you know, and Barry introduces himself and he says, I'm the flash. Ezra's like the flash. And it made me realize he's never called the flash in the DCEU. He has not been named yet. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was never given the name The Flash yet. Yeah. And it was essentially The Flash that named The Flash, which I which thought was, was amazing. It was really cool. And I loved I loved him looking at Grant's version of The Flash and be like, is this <laughs> it's cosplay? It's so breathable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so breathable. And just Barry and like, like, really like yeah. this. This this looks like it'll really protect you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That scene, that scene was so amazing. And again, like I feel so bad for the people that it was spoiled for. Um, and I, I'm I'm calling him out, and and I know I, I'm, I apologize for calling him out because I know it wasn't him. It was his podcasting partner, uh, Craig Legans. We love you, buddy. But they were kind of one of the culprits because their podcast posted a screenshot of that meeting literally two minutes after it happened. Oh. And I'm like, no, I'm like, dude, like that's 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 bad cricket, man. Like it, it, the episode hasn't even ended yet. And you're posting a screenshot of that. Like, no, that you should not have done that. I, I'm not sorry. to mention too, your West Coast. What, any Anybody that's West Coast wouldn't have even seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's bad cricket, man. Like you should have you should have given that some time to breathe. Like to like not everybody can watch it live. We don't watch it live, and I was kind of really glad I didn't happen to see that pop up on Facebook because I forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah. I, like had I been scrolling Facebook before we had the chance to watch, and in the middle of that episode airing, I saw that. I probably not gonna lie, I would have been kind of pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that so would have been I, that that would have that would have been no no bueno. Uh, but you know what? Hey, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. So it's all I get good. it you know, in it, the it, excitement just, of everything. Right. Yeah. And it, and it's just one of those things that's just think, uh, you know, just 
it, it becomes a learning moment for anybody that does a show. And it's kind of like, it's hard not to get wrapped up in the excitement sometimes. And it's, it's totally cool. But again, you know, we're, we're in a culture, a pop culture kind of realm where spoilers are a big deal to a lot of people. Um, give it 48 hours, you know, the 48 hours, I think is a safe place to kind of like boom, or a lot of people nowadays, what I really thoroughly love make Facebook groups real quick so they can geek out with each other in a in a group page um mm-hmm. to talk about hey let's talk about rise of skywalker or let's let's talk witcher game of thrones whatever it may be because the big thing that happened and i want a place to talk about it and a lot of a lot of my friends nowadays have been doing that more and more and more um you know there was i was in one for the mandalorian all that stuff and uh it was so it's it's been great to see that culture shifting so i think it's if you do a show like this you you are you have to be very cautious and careful to be able to be somebody that helps make those things exist for other people and give them a safe quiet place to talk about them without ruining it for somebody that maybe doesn't have cable and watches it on the cw app which is a day later Uh, you know all those things you know so but you know what hey again we won't hold it against you, but this, it's a it's a learning moment. That's all it is. It's a purely a learning moment. Yeah, and again, like it's understandable to get caught up in that excitement, right? Um, I want to say real quick too. Um, I want to throw out another quick apology to anybody. We posted on Facebook that we, you know, we wanted your feedback and such, like we did with parts one through three. Um, I don't know how many people sent in feedback. I know I think one or two people did message us and say, "Hey, I sent you your feedback. Can't wait to hear it." Um. I want to apologize that we're not playing any feedback this episode, and it's not because we don't want to. It's just that our hosting site has been screwing up our email lately. We have not gotten any email since Monday, um, and we're working on fixing that. So if you did send us feedback, unfortunately, we didn't receive it. Um, um, and it, it was, if they're there and it's resolved by next week, maybe we can get them added into episode yeah. uh, the finale. Our epilogue. Yeah, our epilogue. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I, if you did send us feedback and you don't get to hear it on this podcast again, I apologize. It's more technical difficulties. Um, if you want to resend it as a Facebook message, just in case you can do that and we'll use it next week. Um, but yeah, unfortunately we just, we have, we haven't gotten anything since Monday cause no emails have been coming in. So apologies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's jump back into things and we'll kind of, you know, we get all those moments where Barry finds everybody and, uh, you know. Which we can we, kind of gloss over. There, there's nothing yeah. really major in that moment. It's just plucking them out of that time and reminding them, hey, you're in the Speed Force. We need to come together. So Yeah, exactly. Which kind of brings us to the end. Um, you know, the, we're back to. The dawn of time. Yeah. The dawn of time. And, you know, we get that whole, uh, you know, we get the battle of everybody coming together to fight the shadows and the anti-monitor and kind of finally what they assume bring this to an end. Right, exactly. So we, we see, you know, you know, Spectre, you know, kind of look at the Paragons and be like, look, you just need to hold them off. You'll know what you have to do at the right moment. And yeah. we see him kind of confront the anti-monitor at that point. Which they have a great little sequence between the two of them, uh, which I think looked gorgeous. I, I think if you were disappointed by any of the previous fights, this worked incredibly well, where we had this great little sequence between Ollie and the Anti-Monitor. And we see the Spectre un- unleash his power and basically 
give them an opening to create a new world. Um, to the, to fan the flame of the to, uh, yeah of the spark exactly of this, pretty yeah. much the spark he, he of the new universe. The, he he lights the spark uh, and for as our good friend TJ who who I hope is recovering uh, uh, because we know you know he's currently in the hospital at the moment but uh, he's a. Uh, He's recovering from a, a little minor surgery he had to have done, but he, he just was just kind of like, I really thought we were going to have a Care Bear stare moment yeah. there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, all the Paragons coming together with the Care Bear stare to spark the, to, uh, to fan the, to fan the spark or to fan the flame. Yeah. And, you know, and I really love the fact it was just them focusing on it. They didn't play the cheesy angle of it. They saved that for episode five. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it kind of brings up the point that, you know, again, like this is I find it. This is one of the things I really enjoyed about this ending of this episode in particular and Oliver's journey was not only it. You kind of touched on this a little bit in you know, the whole, and it was something that blew my mind a little bit, you know, when you, at the beginning of every episode of Arrow, he says, you know, I must become something else. And that ended up being the Spectre. I found it such a fantastic element of this episode that not only did he become something else of becoming the Spectre, but through that movement, he became something else again, even greater in that he was one of the ones that created a new universe. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and I found yeah, he, that so like mind blowingly fantastic for his character. For, for, that you know, we, we we see him die twice in this crossover. <laughs> so, um, and I, I'm really happy that they gave him a really great ending. Like I, I feel like his moment between Sarah and Barry um, was just perfect. It was such a great, beautiful moment between those characters and both, you know, Katie and Grant and, and, and Steven brought so much heart to that sequence. You really understood and believed and bought it because they all knew that this was one of they're going to be their one of their final moments working with Steven on the show. Mm-hmm. And you could see the weight of that on it. We know that that wasn't the last scene that they shot. Actually, Grant's last sequence with with Steven was actually death number one. <laughs> so. Um, and which was pretty funny when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, because actually Stephen fell asleep on the table when yes, he was he was supposed right. to have that scene. <laughs> so there's um, the video of that floating around. Yeah, which was which was kind of wonderful. Um, but yeah, it was it was such a great sequence, and it was such a great goodbye to Oliver, where he was like, "No, I'm at peace. I'm really I'm okay with this. This is a good good ending." Uh, and it was just kind of that reminder of, "Hey, watch out for my family," and, and it was just perfect. Yeah, uh, and I, it was great, and we 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 pretty much wrapped the episode right there. Well, I mean, and one of the other things I want to say real quick too before we do that is, you know, I, I've seen two criticisms from a lot of Arrow fans, and one of them I think was kind of resolved with this, and the other one, it's more, it's very minor. Um, I, one of the criticisms I did see, the minor criticism I've seen, is that people are a little disappointed that the connection that Oliver had with Diggle, Diggle wasn't there for either death. Um, you know, he wasn't by his side for either death. Um, and I think that was done more strategically because I think that's something they're going to have to have Diggle deal with. I think that's more right. of a character plot for his character rather than something they just neglected. Um, but on the other top of it, like I know a lot of people were really wondering 
you know, they knew that Oliver was going to die and they were kind of hoping it wasn't anything lackluster and his death wasn't in vain or, or anything like that. To anybody who felt that way before seeing this, I'm hoping that after seeing this, they're satisfied because again, like, look, his death, his sacrifice created a new world um, for right. everybody. It didn't just save the world for everyone. It created a new one for everyone. Um, and yeah, I don't, yeah. I really don't think you can get a much more satisfying sacrifice than that. No, no, I think it was it, it 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 hit the nail on the head perfectly. Like they 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 just again they nailed the landing on that one as well. Yeah. Um. And again, at that point in time, we have a brand new universe and episodes done. It, it essentially felt. And then by that point, you're like, really? I guess this is where we're ending this. And I'm like, what's part five going to be? And when part five begins, we go. Well, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and what I loved about part five, and I just want to get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It was so unexpected because I didn't know what was to come every moment. And I loved that so much because I was like, it wasn't this action y episode. We had really two action sequences in probably really the entirety of the thing. And it was just them dealing with cleanup. And you know what? I don't think they could have done it any other way. I really don't. Well, and, and part five, like, again, I go back to that Facebook Facebook post I saw where, you know, that, that person was like, well, part five was pretty useless. Like, they didn't need to do that at all. And again, respectfully disagree because, look, you had to set up the this combination of Earths. You had to have an epilogue to this entire story. And part five was it. Um, you know, we got the... Uh, when we we get Kara waking up and finding out everything about Lex, which we kind of touch base on, and, and at that point, I was I was already in. I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? You know, what are they doing? And then there's that moment where we're in, um, uh, we're in, um, oh god, National City, and the Weather Witch appears. And it, it and when that, I saw that, I'm like, oh, the world's merged. Yep, and when I saw that, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where I was. The moment Weather Witch shows up, I'm like, oh, we're we're in one world now. Like everything is together. I'm like, and I'm like, so I got so excited. And then there is, I don't know if you caught this or not. There is a very interesting cameo in that scene. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was uh, Marth Wolfman. Marth Wolfman, who uh, is one of the writers yeah. of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, one of the creators of the team, the new Teen Titans, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When and you know, and this fact, it's like, how long have we been doing this together? I'm like, uh, uh, forever. forever. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. yeah I, so yeah. I. Oh yeah. No, when I saw that, I lost my mind because <laughs> I, I saw I saw him. I'm like, that's even before he said. I was like, who should we make this out to? And he said, Marv. Marv. I, even before that, I'm like, that's Marv Wolfman. And Cat's like, huh? I was like. That's the, the one of the creators of, of, of Crisis. Well, he also helped write episode four. So, oh, see, that really, I did really not cool. know. Okay. Yeah, he, he also helped write episode four uh, and apparently was a consultant on all of the crossover with Mark Guggenheim. I so. mean, and, and you know what? And that's one of the things I love about these shows, too, is, you know, we've talked in the past about how they pay homage to past DC, you know, by bringing in Linda Carter and Dean Kane and, and such to bring in Marv and give him a cameo as well. You're not just paying homage to 
to the char- the people who have played these characters, you're the paying creators. homage to the creators. Yeah. And I mean, we've got that with the street signs. They brought up a couple other ones too. They they had like Perez Boulevard was something that they had to do when they were dealing with another fight that happens a couple moments later. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, George Perez was the artist on Crisis on Infinite Earths as well. So yeah, uh, so it was a great nod to the the two main people that were responsible for this dust game-changing book in the 80s and i love the fact that they both got their nods now one of the things i want to bring up and i'm going to get this out of the way too and i i trust me i don't have to wonder if you enjoyed this too i already know uh one of the things that you you know that you said was it was so unexpected and that was one of the things that you loved about that i love that it was so unexpected but i loved that this was so typically a legends of tomorrow episode Oh, uh, it was. And by that, I mean the fourth wall breaks were fantastic. Not like looking at the mm-hmm. camera fourth wall breaks, but kind of like those those meta breaks. And, you know, of them like, oh, did we miss another crossover? And like, no, they kind of kidnap us and that becomes a felony. And like, it, like, but the, the oh, one. Oh, yeah, it was they, like you got sh- you got Shanghai into another crossover, yes. didn't you? <laughs> the one, no joke, though, the one fourth wall break or meta meta moment whatever you want to call it that had me rolling didn't come from a legends of tomorrow cast member it came from diggle and that was when they're doing they're they're talking about all these different things that happened about bebo and his reaction is i'm never letting my kids watch this show again <laughs> dude i i lost it i was hysterical at that moment uh-huh. And and that and it's um, it's moments like that that yes, part five was Legends of Tomorrow, the season premiere the the technical I guess it's episode one of the season, even though it's not technically the season premiere. Um it's moments like that that still gave it that Legends of Tomorrow feel, even though it was a crisis well, and, epilogue. And that was one of the beautiful things is every one of these shows had their flavor all over them, even if they were their leads. Like the Flash episode. The Flash was barely in. Uh, the Flash <laughs> got to really shine in episode four um, because his connection with Oliver is so tight. Yeah. You know, um, and it made sense to put that there because we have so many characters to work with. You know, Batwoman, we had that great moment with Kevin Conroy. Uh, it, it all fit together in all the right places. And I think they really succeeded in making sure the tones of each show played out in the episodes that they fell in. And I think it worked well. And ending it in Legends of Tomorrow, which is a goofy, hopeful place, was perfect. It, it it's it, There was that slapsticky humorness to it, but there was a lot of heart and a lot of all the recipes that make that show so great were all over part five. You know, when we get this giant thing and like, you know, I love the unexpected moment because we know obviously in the comic books the anti-monitor is this giant hulking thing that they're fighting at the end. And they set up this moment where the hero's like, oh, God. And then, like, and, you know, see the shadow looming over the streets of the city. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to go into the big thing. And it turns out to be Bebo. And you're like, <laughs> that was brilliant. Yes. That was so brilliantly done. And it was such a Legends thing to happen. And what one of my favorite moments of that, too, is we have Grant, Kara, and, the, and, and Ray there on the streets ready to take on Bebo and Ray getting a selfie shot yes. of Bebo in the background. And I love that after the episode aired, they put, they posted the Legends it page posted the <laughs> selfie shot, which was amazing. Uh-huh. I love that so much. I have that picture. I have that shot saved on my computer because of how much I loved that shot. 
It was so great. But it was so great to see Bebo back in such a great way. And I love the fact, though, too, there was a they, there was actually a video uh, teaser for uh, Crisis that ended with a Bebo line uh, a couple weeks ago. And we none of us paid it any mind. And they told us, yeah, Bebo's going to be in this. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you so much. But it was <laughs> it was so great that they threw that in there. And it just made me happy. It made me smile. It made me think of, like, of course, this is, like, a way a Justice League comic book would start. With them taking down a random little, like, know-nothing villain, like a Z-list villain. I can't even remember the name of that villain. I, he, he is, indeed, a throwaway DC villain. Um, yeah, I remembered it but- at, at earlier this morning, and I already forgot it. But yeah, you know, like you have that bank heist kind of angle and stuff like that. It was perfect to do that because that's how you start a story. It, it's just finish, finish the throwaway, whatever. And then here's the real threat. Um, and I think they set that up perfectly. I, I think that really, really, really worked. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. It, there was just so many wonderful moments to, uh, you know, to all of this. And it's, again, it, it was so satisfying and we haven't even gotten to the ending of, you know, the kind of like the epilogue to the epilogue, uh, you know, of of how everything gets brought together. And there's a final homage to Oliver. But, you know, everything that happens again, like, yes, the, the anti-monitor is supposed to be like this big hulking character. And he does, to a point, become that he's not nearly as big as he becomes in the comic books. But uh, still, again, money, budget, like that's the main reason why it, it is that way. But what they gave us worked perfectly like he didn't have to be bigger than that no no he really didn't uh and and that played great it was it was really great i mean obviously we get a couple little pieces in between that moment where they're like hey look you know nash wakes up we get a very pissed off john jones uh that you know nash wells basically caused all of this and we see nash gets to remember everything he's done the fact that he was this he was pariah uh, all these pieces how they all interconnect to all of those parts, um, which were huge, you know, on how they all inter- interlace. And we know Nash is hopefully still sticking around. You know, he, he is in Central City still. You know, he, he didn't get kind of scrambled off of this earth. Um, so when we see those pieces kind of connect, we see John kind of get back to being a little bit more at peace with with everything. It was you know, all of the people that still were destroyed and still died. But, you know, it's because he was one of the few that remembered the events. They kind of did that whole angle of what Psycho Pirate was, you know, it was, but they made the Paragons that. Yeah. That's kind of the connection is that's the one character that we should have technically seen was Psycho Pirate because of the setup that we got from Elseworlds. But they kind of, again, used that character uh, idea with the Paragons themselves, having the Paragons be the only ones that, that remember this this alternate time and alternate world because Psycho Pirate was you know initially the only one that did recall the world before Crisis on Infinite Earths. So yeah, and and you're right, and, uh, and I, John kind of fell into that role. Right, right, right. So you know the fact that he was able to wake wake people's consciousness up about what what befell them beforehand and and all of their demise and such. You know we do see Ryan Choi still here, and we can see the beginnings of the passing of the torch about to happen, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was great. I think that obviously is setting up a, a new legend, uh, and I think we'll be seeing Ryan step into the role of the Atom very soon. Uh, you know we know. You know, Ray is only a part of, I think, the first three episodes, I believe, three or four of Legends of Tomorrow before his time wraps up uh, in or his storyline wraps up there. 
uh, which I think will be great to see play off. But I think this also did a really great job, though, too, because everybody else was able to accept what happened with the exception of Sarah, but it gave us a new connection point. And I don't know if you had the same takeaway, but I loved the idea that Sarah and Barry basically became what Barry and Oliver were by the end of this episode. They became the linchpin of all of this. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Um, One of the things that I, I didn't see, however, uh, that I had another friend kind of make this point and I, I don't see this at all is somebody had said by the end that like, oh, I'm like, I'm so excited because it seems because Sarah is the leader of the Legion. I'm like, no, like there there really is no. And, and somebody and somebody posted like, you mean the legends? And she's like, no, I mean the Legion. I'm like, or the League, not the not the Legion, um, the League. And somebody corrected her and said like, oh, you mean the legends? She's like, no, I mean the League. And I'm I'm like, no, I dis I disagree with you there. Like there was nothing to indicate that Sarah is now the leader of all these people. I think it's pretty set by the end that there is no leader. Like they're all together. Like they're just there. There's no leader it, of the League. It's they're just a it's they're, a democracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there never really was a leader of the league. I mean, people kind of throw Superman or Batman into that group because they're just the most popular characters. But there never, in essence, has ever been a leader of the Justice League. Right, right. You know, so it was just, yeah. It's, it's. They all have equal say. Like, you know, it, it's, yeah. And we'll get to that in a moment because there's some something I gotta, I have to bring up because it blew my mind. Okay. Um. Um. um well, but, what else do we want to kind of? touch base on before we well, get to like get, we obviously have the big you know monitor fight at the end um which was you know it, again as i put it is it was the perfect level of cheesiness but it looked it looked visually great i think they did a really good job with that sequence it looked awesome uh you know i know some people were like eh, it was a little anticlimactic but it, it didn't need to be anything more than just boom you know the fact that they sh- had him consistently sh- basically shrinking to nothingness and they announced that they brought up the microverse for the first time which is really kind of cool uh because we know that is something that is part of the adam the adam you know storyline and the adam lore is the microverse yeah so so really cool nod to to something very major for that character and again setting up ryan Choi just a little bit more um you know we do have you know kind of that moment we see the earth that exists after the end of the fight uh, before we even get to the our end end moment so we see that earth 96 survived oh man that made uh, so, me so happy to see him, oh that sequence yeah to see him as superman one more time and to see it back to the red yellow and blue shield and not the black mm-hmm. like this undid the whole kingdom come storyline which like i i get like the kingdom come storyline is an amazing storyline but it's a dark storyline so to see that have it been is. undone and he's back to like the boy scout superman like I, that made me so happy to see that happen yeah so we saw we saw that great sequence play you know we saw obviously what was really interesting and you and i talked about real briefly via uh, messenger but uh you know titans and doom patrol both appeared and with that we saw that they are in separate earths and we were like i wonder why that is and if you think about it and after a moment i, I responded to you and said it was like well you think about it we had a different version of niles calder the first time we saw doom patrol and it was like episode three or four of Titans season one we had a very mm-hmm. different version of negative man like he was very goofy and kind of like uh you know rocking out to acdc and it was a very different take on the character and they they said they they totally changed him when they developed a new show 
So basically, we, we know there was multiple versions of the Doom Patrol, and this kind of rectifies that, which I thought worked very well. We saw, obviously, we saw Swamp Thing for a moment, too, which was really great. So mm-hmm. we got, basically, here is the you know DC Universe streaming service TV shows. Uh, we got a really quick shot of uh, the classic Ryan Reynolds uh, Green Lantern film, because that yes, was, it lift- it was lifted from that, but the reason that they did that was because of the HBO Max Lantern series, because no one has been cast as of yet. Um, but we know that, again, is part of Greg Berlanti. Um, he is responsible for that show, same way he is for we everything got a, else. And then Star We got Girl. our first... Yep, I was just going to say, we got our first look at the cast of Stargirl. Yeah, and they look great, man. Like, seeing Stripe, that the giant mech, um, yep. you know, standing there. Man, you know, we saw Our Man in there. We saw, you know, Dr. Midnight in there. I mean, it just we saw Wildcat. And it looked great. It looks so, so good. And it was a quick shot. And it was hard to tell, you know, who was playing who in, in those sequences. But man, oh, man, uh, it, it looked stunning. And I'm very excited for that show to start. I am, too. Uh, I'm really excited for it. But the I, but I love, though, too, that we get Oliver basically talking about, you know, the, the, the multiverse that still exists. And we got confirmation that the Smallville universe still exists as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they said they, they didn't have time to keep showing all the ones that still exist and survive. But Mar- uh, Mark Guggenheim did confirm uh, the small world universe uh, still ends with that same happy ending. Uh, yep. And they were yep. not destroyed. And, and so Clark and Lois still ha- still get their happy ending. Right. So that was very cool. And again, we'll find out the fates of other worlds as these shows continue. So uh, I, well, assume- I think one of oh, the other ahead. things that we need to mention that we see in that whole rundown of things, too, is. Uh, we see something that was kind of, and I, you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, is we get a particular thing that was changed in Flashpoint, reversed and gone back to normal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In that I, um, Sarah Diggle's daughter are, has returned. Yeah, you know, uh, that was, you know, so John and Lila have, you know, JJ and Sarah now, um, which was really kind of awesome because it kind of changes what black uh oh yeah like the black canary show well sorry green arrow and the canaries i can never remember the name. <laughs> yep. it does not roll off the tongue well at all um uh but green arrow and the canaries now can dramatically change um it, it can you have it you have an option now for a brand new character um that can play a role in that show because of this moment so i'm, yeah. I'm curious to see what that will be um obviously we don't know if lila remembers anything um, because of the things that occurred. So it's a big question that, that we'll have to see play out. And I'm sure we'll find out in arrow. So, well, yeah, because um, she, att- she technically at this point has never become harbinger. Well, we don't know. I mean, obviously it, it's, does she recall anything that happened? You know, did John wake her memory up? All of those things that there, there are things yet to have been stated, but the yeah. last other big one, though, too, we have to bring up is that Lois and Clark don't have one son. They now have two. They have two. Uh, <laughs> so this is how you do the Super Sons without having Damian Wayne. Um, and that now makes so much more sense when we found out that there were two kids. So I, it's going to be very interesting to see that playoff. And I'm excited yeah, about that. I am, too. So, I mean, I'm excited for that show to see what they're going to do with it. All right. Take us home, buddy. All right, so now that that has all been done, we get the final moments, as I stated, kind of like the epilogue to the epilogue. We get those final moments of the team back together, paying homage to Oliver and lighting the eternal flame in in Oliver's memory. 
you know, with his suit in the glass case uh, being remembered. And we, by the way, we get that kind of voiceover too, but from the president of the United States paying homage to Oliver's sacrifice during everything as well. And, you know, so we, we get those final moments where, you know, we see everybody united. We get Sarah, Barry, Supergirl, um, uh, 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 Black Lightning. Who else am I forgetting? Um, uh, Superman. Was, yeah. Super. Uh, uh, and Martian Batwoman. Manhunter. And Batwoman and yeah. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, all united together. And, you know, again, paying homage. And we this is the first time that we are seeing that all of these characters are now part of one world. Uh, and we get the Earth Prime at the bottom, too, which gave me chills because that was awesome to see that as well. Uh, oh, when they were in the hangar, I'm like, oh, the Hall of Justice. Yes. yes. Well, that leads us <laughs> into the final moments of, you know, Flash saying, like, this is a place that we could go. And there, there's some humor to it, too, you know, where, you know, Black Lightning says to, you know, says to the team, like, why did you? get this you know this this place and he's like well you know we need a place this is a star labs lab we need a place we can meet like how often are we gonna have to meet how often does the world almost end and they kind of look at him and he's like oh it's like that (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and kate saying oh i was the new kid last year like you know we get those great moments and then finally we get the reveal of the round table for the justice league in a, in a sense, their their oh. form of the Justice League with Barry pulling the clock. Oh, no, it, it was the Justice League. There was no question yeah. about it. The, the league exists. And now. Barry pulls um, the cloth and we get the table with all of their chairs, which are very obviously gaming chairs. They just change the colors of and put their logos on the back. But I was fine with that. I want um, one of those chairs now, though. I do. I, I do, too. I really do. I want it to be my gaming chair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. You know, and we get them taking their seats and in one final homage to Oliver, uh, there is a seat at the table for the Green Arrow, which was just amazing. Uh, and I wouldn't have felt proper if they didn't do that, to be completely honest with you. Um, that was something that needed to be done. And we get that moment of them, like that slow-mo shot of them all, you know, staring at each other and looking at each other until the final moment of the episode. <laughs> where we hear a monkey in the rafters, which which leads oh. us to probably, again, taking us back to our childhood. We see the door of a co- of a cage close with the word Gleek on the outside. And they played it the- just like the Grodd reveal in episode one of The Flash. And I loved that. And oh, my what God. Made it, what made it even better was the Super Friends theme playing in the background as we get the final shot, the outside of the hall of justice. Uh huh. Oh my God. And uh, the funny thing is too, apparently the wonder twins were in one of the early drafts for the very end. Um, and they cut them and just kept the Gleek thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm very good with that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so <laughs> it just, it, it, you could not have wrapped that episode any better in my opinion. Oh, my God. So this is the moment my brain just broke. Um, and I, I just was like, oh, my God, yes. And I was like, Cat <laughs> looked at me and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, and I'm like, I was like, season one of The Flash, the first time Barry talks to Gideon ever. It's like, who are who am I? You're the you are Barry Allen. You're the Flash founder of the Justice League. 
And I'm like, they brought it back to season one of the fight. I did in that moment. <sighs> I'm like, I'm like, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh, dude, I got chills so hardcore, and I just lost my mind. And I'm like, that is I just got brilliant. That was uh, sorry if I got very loud there, but I just got chills from. That. I just got chills so from the hardcore. right now from you saying that because I didn't even pick up on that um, until you just brought it up, and that and- makes that my whole point of this being a fin- a fantastic satisfying ending to the point where I don't have to watch these shows again if I don't want to that just solidifies it even more yeah uh oh my god but dude, when that moment happened I'm like I, I wh- what and I'm like <laughs> they everything was planned and they paid so close attention to continuity in such a really loving way I mean yes I'm sure you can fans of the Arrowverse that are you know can probably find continuity problems all over the universe constantly. But the fact that they paid attention to the flash, which set this moment up six years ago and they played and paid off that moment perfectly. Not only did they stick the landing of crisis, but they sticked the landing for what they set up six years ago in a show that caused all of this to occur. Uh, Flash vanishes missing in crisis. All of these things, all of these little pieces, and just tweak them in just the perfect right ways. The the way that history was rewritten. One of the things we also didn't even talk about too. They even set up. Oh my God, this is Kara's gonna die. You know where they have that yeah. last moment where you see her gonna get ready to go in and save Cal. They have that that sequence is from the comic book, and then Ray comes in and saves the day at the last second. All of those little things, like they set up an expectation just to change it on you. And I love the fact that they were intelligent and smart about those moments. And I was really, really proud of the writers for what they were able to achieve and give us the moments that we thought were going to happen and just be like, just kidding. We're doing something different because that makes it exciting for people that know the source material when it gives you a different result. And I think that's something that they've always said they wanted to do is they wanted to give us a story that was crisis of an earth, but change the formula just in these little ways that makes it exciting and different for everybody else watching that knows it. And I think that's what made it special. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with everything that you just said. There was just, there's, there was just something about everything that they did with this, with this crossover that just made everything so amazing you know from heart-wrenching moments that that you know that gave us chills uh to things that they did to make us laugh there was just so many elements to this the heart humor and spectacle as you you bring up constantly that you know that these shows do they gave us in five five separate parts um you know they left us guessing they they gave us surprises they gave us things that as i mentioned before we didn't know we wanted to see until we saw them there was just so much to all of this that I'm, I'm just going to put this out there right now. Um, my full ranking of this crossover, but this is all together parts one through five. And I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. It's new God. There's no question in my mind. It has to be. There's no question in my, um, no doubt in my mind. It's a new God. Yeah. I mean, I, you can look at this as a whole through its four hour run. Um, you know, it's yeah. Are there points where we would have loved to seen a little bit more of certain characters like, you know, Kevin Conroy, you know, a little bit more Tom willing, 
all of these things, you know, where's our green lantern, John Stewart, you know, uh, all, all yes. Are there things that they didn't do that we would have loved to have seen more of? Absolutely. But you can say that about anything that's excellent. Yeah. You know, there's no question about that stuff. Uh, were there moments where there's too many characters and they had to balance way too many people all at once? Yes. But, but they course corrected that by getting to episode four where it was down to just the Paragons. So they were able to let the other characters shine and everybody else got the moments that they needed. But having those moments like that whole episode of an epilogue was really smart. Um, you know, we still got one one last big fight. Um, but they, I really appreciated the fact that they took the last episode to just breathe. And I thought that was the best thing that they could have done. Um, I, again, it reminds me of sometimes when you watch a TV show and you watch a finale, and the finale gets wrapped up, like the whole storyline gets wrapped up in the first 10 minutes. And the last 30 minutes or 40 minutes of the show, or whatever it may be, is setting up the things to come. That's what this did. It teased us of what could, could be around the corner. Not the next crossover or anything like that, but like this is the... This is the potential future of what we could see here. Those ideas of little crossovers here and there become so much easier. We're not jumping through time portals every six or, you know, um, you know, breaches every six seconds. All of those things aren't aren't the way things are going to run, you know, anymore. It's just everyone's here. And I love that. You know, yes, we can still have a breach to a different universe. But the fact that it's not world hopping every six seconds is going to be great. I love the fact that all of this is just all pulled together. It's what we wanted to see. The fact that Black Lightning's world is pulled into this as well. And the way that Jefferson was with the League was so wonderful. I loved his his role there of being a part of that. It was just It felt perfect and wonderful, and I really thoroughly enjoyed that. You know, the fact that we're getting these new show editions and can watch this world expand continuously is going to be really enjoyable. And the fact that we know now that JSA... Is going to be a part of this world too. You know, we have so many avenues are going to be there. Think about it. If the JSA is on this earth, which we don't, I can't remember if, if we saw JSA is on a different earth or not. I think it was correct. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jake Garrett could play a role there. You know, well, you know, and th that was almost something that I was very curious about, too, is that it made me wonder, like, hey, maybe Jay is a part of this earth. You know, like, yeah, what if what if Jay is now a part of is is now a part of Earth Prime? Like, what if his earth was merged in and now anytime he needs to, you know, talk to Jay or we need Jay to come over to the flash? It's just a simple, hey, Jay's in town. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's something like that. And it I opens think that's up so many doors. See. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we're going to see too. I think, I think that's how we're going to see Jay now. Um, and, you know, so it essentially has those parental figures are going to be back for Barry. Jay and uh, I can't remember um, Michelle Harrison's new character name. I, um, I don't remember it. I don't, I forget it too. But, but Jay's wife in, in this, you know, I, uh, I, I want to say Cynthia, but that might, might, might be wrong. I, I, I don't think that's correct, but uh, yeah, but they exist now in this world. But uh, also, though, too, and, I, you know, there's been a preview for the next episode of, of The Flash, um, and a lot of these shows have had promos. And it seems like, though, not all is cracked up to be this perfect happening the world. Uh, Joan. Yes. Joan, thank you. Um, and, you know, it seems like there could be like a kind of like post-crisis kind of or post-Flashpoint 
fallout a little bit still because of the world changes that have occurred and how that functions and is everybody in good shape. You know, again, you have to remember, we're now in a, a, a world where Lex Luthor is a good guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does Lex Luthor still have powers? That's a question to ask ourselves now, too. I, How does this impact Supergirl? How does this impact everyone? And that's going to be really amazing to see. Yeah, it's, there's going to be so much to watch. But as you said, it opens up so many doors while simplifying uh, things that have already been. Uh, you know, like you said, no more opening portals to jump the worlds. It's now just simply, hey, Supergirl's in town. You know, it's it's things as simple as that. So it's simplifying old stories while giving us new ones at the same time. And it's there couldn't have been a better way to to do everything about this to to with what they yeah. did with this. Um, you're right. Are there things you can criticize? Yes. But when you think about the scope of things that this is television, it's not a film series. Um with what they had to do and the time they had to do it in and the money they had to do it, they gave us something that was damn near perfect. And yeah. I have no complaints, not one whatsoever about anything that we got. I was incredibly, incredibly pleased. And I, I haven't watched it all cut together yet, which I know you, you've you spent some time taking the five episodes and making it one thing. And I think I'll probably do that after we wrap up while I do some cleaning around the house today. Uh, and it's I, a three and a half hour long supercut. Yeah. And you know what? I, I can say I'm I I'm so happy we're going out on such a high note. And I I'm I'm really just insanely just blown away with what they were able to achieve with the budget they had to work with, the time they had to work with, and the story that they gave us. I think they 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 just again, we said it over and over. They stuck the landing. They really, really did. Yep, they did for sure. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to do it for the crisis talk. Um, and I know I don't. We're not going to do news or or anything like that this week. Um, only because again, like this is technically our, our one of our final episodes. We're only going to do one more episode after that, which is our kind of our our bow out and our, our goodbye. Um, Episode 200 is officially where we're ending the the podcast itself of the, the breakdowns of episodes and things like that. So when we do the next episode, either this week or the following week, um, if I can get my email straightened out and we can work some other magic, uh, we might push it off a week just to get some of it in there. But Right. Um, and yeah, so it may not be next week. It might, it might be two weeks because I know we're still going to try to see if we can get a couple friends to. Yeah maybe jump in with us and do a little recording here and there just because there's a couple people we really want to have part of this epilogue. Yeah. So, um, so no, and no episode breakdowns yeah. or anything like that. We're not going to talk about the flash or anything when, and, and legends, when they come back, we're not going to do any episode breakdowns. We, we may make, may make some mentions depending if either of us watch the end of arrow. Um, cause arrow will be, if we wait two weeks, that will be the end of arrow. True. Um, uh, so it's, it's dependent on what we choose to do. I know we're still going to hash it out and figure out, you know, I don't think, um, we will really talk about much, uh, not especially any kind of breakdowns, ratings, anything like that, but we may talk about a little bit of the, the aftermath of crisis. Um, um we'll I, see. I know some people who listen to us for those breakdowns might not tune into that next episode because it is just saying us saying a goodbye. However, uh, I'm going to tease you with this. Uh, we do have, we're going to have, uh, you know, a couple of our friends come on and, and say some memories of being a part of the podcast and such. Uh, but one person who we consider a friend actually did join us. We already spoke to him. It's, it's already recorded. It's going to be part of that podcast. And I'm just going to reveal it because I want people to be yeah. able to tune in 
for this. Uh, we mentioned it a couple times already. We, we already mentioned John Wesley ship a couple times, uh, what role he's going to play in the future of the series, whether it be Jake Garrick or whatever. Uh, John Wesley ship will be joining us for the final, final episode our, for our goodbye of the podcast. Uh, again, mm-hmm. we already spoke to him and, and recorded it and uh, he was more than happy to come back on. And so if for anything else, you can listen to our final episode to hear our conversation with John and maybe one or two other people. We're still working on that. So, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it was great to it's always great to talk to John. He's such a nice guy. You know, like it, it's it's great because he does consider us friends at this point. And, you know, he's oh, he's, and I love it because you'll hear it when you listen to the podcast. I'll be like, well, you know, like we're running short on time. And John's like, no, we're really not. <laughs> he's like what he's like he's talking. like what else he's like what else you want to talk about <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so it's it's always so wonderful when we get to have him on so, yeah he's he's uh, such a wonderful guy and he he's always so incredibly sweet and it was funny you know uh to give you a little tease of some of the things that we talk about and you know obviously he he he, he gets a chance to go into the end of of his version of barry allen and what that was like and he was kind of like it's kind of like you guys closing out the show is we're both closing out chapters at this point yeah. Uh, with new new fun things on the horizon so um but yeah it's it's it was a really f- great conversation to have with him yet again you know and again we i joked with him i was like you know he's the only only celebrity that has done the hat trick with us where he he's appeared three times now so uh because yeah. he was with us right before elseworlds last year so yes he was uh, and he so, was with us so, for our 100th episode as well yeah so so he got to be there uh we recorded with him on tuesday night so it was right before this episode so it was pretty cool um, so I, I do for sure want to do plugs because if we're, if we're going to be wrapping this podcast up, I absolutely want to tell people where they can hear us because, you know, you and I have other projects that we're doing. We have another project that you and I are working on doing together, which will probably launch by like spring or summer of this year. Um, probably summer, I think. Yeah. So again, not the end of our podcasting, just the end of the DC chapter. Um, so let's do some cheap plugs and then we can, we can wrap this up. So, uh, as always, you can find this podcast as part of the next level podcast network, next, uh, the next level network.com, facebook.com slash next level network, the Facebook page for this podcast, uh, the DC primetime pod, pod, um, Facebook page will continue. Uh, even though the podcasting is ending, we'll still share news stories, probably more me, maybe Rob, not so much. Um, and we might bring on some admins as well, some moderators to do some of that work for us as well. Um, so facebook.com slash DC primetime is where you can find that page. And I will say for me, uh, and I want to get this out of the way, especially because at 200 episodes, and I think we have to play our original theme song next week uh, or when we record, which is that Batman Superman crossover um, by the same person that has supplied our music for the large majority of our episodes, which is our good friend, George Shaw at George Shaw music.com. Um, I think, you know, it, it's funny to think that his his tunes led us to having to write a musical episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, right. I almost for, I forget uh, about that, and I think we need to dig them up and put them in the final episode. Yeah, uh, because well, the, uh, the beauty of the way we record is I can actually play clips uh, yeah. <laughs> while we're recording, so maybe I might have to dig that up and play it while we're recording. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think we need to do that. I think that has to happen. <laughs> so because <laughs> because it was so ridiculous. I, there was a part of me last week for just a moment that I'm like, maybe we should write a new song uh, for the final one. And I'm like, no thanks, never mind. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change. I'm, it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We did it once. <laughs> it was a pain in the ass to do one time. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, it was uh, it was it was a ton of fun to do, and it, you know we're going to talk about I'm sure a lot of those memories and probably our favorite Arrowverse episodes and memories um, through our time of recording. But it was uh, it, it's 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 again it's it's so wonderful the fact that his music has been with us from the start, and I feel like it was the perfect perfect tunes to for for people to check out. But as for me, you can always find me uh, also through the nextlevelnetwork.com uh, through the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. And we are recording a our first episode for 2020 tomorrow night, where we are actually going to do Lord of the Rings, um, which um, you know we planned a couple weeks ago, and it's very fitting because uh, uh, just this past week, unfortunately, there was the passing of Christopher Tolkien, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, who's kind of been uh, controlling a lot of the um, uh, that that universe for quite some time between that and Tolkien's family. And he also played a part in um, some of those pieces as well. So, uh, so it was a great, it's a great time to kind of honor that story, but we've got a lot of cool things planned for this year. I know we're going to be doing uh, an LGBTQ uh, representation episode this year, which I'm really excited to, for us to be able to do something like that. And that will be one of our bigger topic episodes. I think we're also going to do uh, geekdom with this, uh, geeking with disabilities as well, which is people that deal with depression uh, and severe health problems or stuff like that. And actual, uh, you know, other uh, avenues to, and the difficulties of navigating that sometimes, because uh, that's something that's near and dear. And I know we have a lot of friends that do, do have issues, including myself. So I think it's, we're going to have a great avenue to be able to kind of look at some, some larger topics, but also get into some of the best, most unique things. I have an episode I was going to bring up to you, and I might as well bring it up here. We're going to do one on time travel. Yay! So it allows us (laughs) to talk some Back to the Future, some some Terminator, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, Yeah, we get to, well, I get to have some fun. And and Legends of Tomorrow will fit nicely into that as well. So That's true. uh, so we're we're going to be doing some really fun episodes this year. I'm really excited about this 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 year's season. Um, but if you haven't checked out the last episode that came out a couple weeks ago, we did a full uh, Skywalker saga episode, including uh, our spoiler filled review of Rise of Skywalker. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to head over to the website, give that a listen, and subscribe. Cool. Yeah. That oh that time travel episode is going to be fun. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that one. I am too. Um. Only recommendation I can make is just if well, you haven't is you need to plug crisis. your stuff, sir. I did. <laughs> you didn't plug your uh, your your shows though. I did too. I well, no, I didn't plug any of the other podcasts. Nope. I do. I just plugged nope. the the website. Um, okay, well, good point. Um, so my inter- my celebrity interview podcast with uh, called the Spotlight, also part of Next Level Podcast Network, is going to be returning. Uh, hopefully next month. I already have a couple people lined up. I have to get my email sorted out first so that I can continue communicating with these people and get them lined up and scheduled. So until that's fixed, I can't do anything. Um, but yes, I also have the We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited podcast, which records every week with my friend Kristen. And that's about it for right now. I'm I'm working on a couple other ones. Uh, the Wilhelm, which was the roundtable podcast, the film roundtable podcast uh, I was working on, I think is going to get renamed. Uh, I'm, I'm now thinking uh, Beyond Spoiler Dome is possibly a new name for it. Uh, I haven't decided. I still like Wilhelm too, so I don't know which way I'm going to go. Mm. 
But uh, yeah, so that's about it for me. Everything, all of these podcasts, whether they're ones that I mentioned or ones that Rob mentioned or ones that, you know, also part of the Next Level Podcast Network, like Panels to Pixels, which I mentioned earlier, uh, and our buddy Paul, who does the What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, everything can be found at the nextlevelnetwork.com. When you go there, you can see all the podcasts that are there. You can find links to how you can subscribe to them on Apple, to Google, and all that great stuff. So the nextlevelnetwork.com is the go-to spot to find everything. Yeah, and you and I are going to be gearing up very soon to start looking at season two of Still Afraid of the Dark. um, We had so much fun with that. Which, again, it, it's it's quite a ways off. It's like eight months away, but we're going to have all of it prepped and ready. And that podcast spurred the idea for our new show as well, which is you and I essentially getting an opportunity to geek out about one thing where there's going to be a food component and a drink component and videos because of it and all this stuff. So we'll be bringing a lot of fun things. And we're still kicking around a name. I'm, I'm not still sold on the name yet just because it just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, that's fine. Uh, my brain my brain confuses it. I think we call it Eat, eat Drink Geek. Yeah. And I'm like, and my brain always wants to go eat, pray, geek, or eat, drink, <laughs> geek, uh, eat, geek, drink. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like, yeah. I can't. It's like me trying to say uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries. It just never it never works. Um, so I think we'll, we'll work on a name for that one. We'll workshop. But that's 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 the general that's the general idea that we're gonna kind of like Caffeine Crew, where it's gonna be a single topic, but uh, play with the idea a little bit more. Um, yeah. Also, kind of kicking around the idea of I kind of want to do a retro game show. I do. Oh, uh, yeah. I I, I like yeah. that idea too. I, I think that would be fun. Um, so we'll, I, we'll see. I, you know, theme parks are another big one, man. There's, there's, I've got some, got some things kicking around. But Ben and I will be back, so you guys will still hear us at least, if not next week, but the week after when we give you guys our epilogue. Uh, but in case you don't tune into that, though, I just wanted to say right off the bat before I forget is Ben. Thank you for being an awesome podcast partner over 200 episodes. Uh, it has been um, just an honestly an absolute pleasure getting a chance to do this and becoming closer and closer with each other um, since the start of this when Legends of Tomorrow began to nail. So, uh, But I wanted to make sure people knew knew that in case they didn't check out the final one. So. Well, I, I appreciate that. And of course, I feel like you've been just an okay podcast host. Um, oh, that's I'm, I'm just go, kidding. Go I'm, ask t- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I feel the same exact way. You've been an amazing podcast host, and it's podcast so- host rating sidekick, <laughs> <laughs> sidekick, and it's been it. No, it's been absolutely wonderful being able to do this with you. It's been so much fun. It's podcasting is an escape for me, and to do it with somebody I consider a brother is just like it's been. And it's so it's you know, it, it's funny and we're kind of gone off the rails again for a minute, but I don't care. Ah, it's, it's fine. I don't it, care. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast and you and I have talked about this before personally. It's so funny that in, in essence, it's actually this podcast that kind of brought you and I together. Um, it did. And um, it, that's it, that's how our friendship began. man. Yeah, it was. It was a fateful day in in, in New Jersey and New York, man. Yeah. And uh, it was it was very, very fitting. It and was, it was just me being like, when are we going to do the thing? When are we going to do the thing? When are we going to do the thing? <laughs> yeah, we just kind of threw it out there in a conversation like, hey, we should do a podcast together. We're both podcasters. Let's find something to podcast about. And in doing that and doing 200 episodes of this, we became yeah, four, four years yeah. later, a lot of Sundays. Yep. And we uh, God knows how many hours, because every episode we record, you and I talk about 20 to 30 minutes before we get started. 
another 20 or 30 minutes a lot of times after we're done. So if you put think on average every episode, even if it's like right now we're about an hour and 30 minutes into our recording. Um, <laughs> for you and I, we, we got started at 9.15. It is now 11.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> and we know this conversation probably won't wrap until close to noon, you and I. So yeah, uh, it's it's usually like a three-hour ordeal every time. So that's a lot of time you and I have had the opportunity to spend together. And so. not only that, but you consider the time we put in actually watching the episodes and, and things like that. And, um, you know, oh. it's <laughs> I know it, that, they're not always fun, but you're right. I mean, like it's it's been... Four years, 200 plus episodes, what started out as a conversation evolved into a friendship, evolved into, a you know, family. And it's, you know, because that's what I consider you. You're, you're a brother to me. And it's, you know, it's even if we stopped this podcast and never did another podcast, that would not change. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, you're an okay roommate. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, roommate. We don't even live together. How does that work? <laughs> exactly that's gonna (laughs) you know but you know and becoming but we'll we'll, oh yeah no i was just gonna say and becoming friends and family with you your wife and so many other people so many other great people i've become great friends with and you know are other people who have become like brothers to me whether you know it be our friend bill and and fash and you know people i've met through hanging out with you and it's just it's been amazing it's been a wonderful ride and I, i wouldn't take any of it back and this podcast is responsible for all of it, yep. so it's it's just damn awesome. Yeah, it's uh, and we'll we'll get to we'll get to gush over and over and over. Oh, because we in two weeks uh, about this. Well, stuff, because so. it's not just you and I, like not just thanking each other. There's so many people to thank. Um, you know, whether yeah. it be celebrities that came on, or friends that came on, or people that provided music or artwork or things like that. There's a ton of people to thank, and we'll do that all in our in our epilogue. Yeah. So, but I want to uh, I, I want to end with this, if that's OK, if you're sure. ready to go the way that we nope, I'm hanging up. OK, goodbye. Right. No, <laughs> the way that <laughs> no, we the way that we just thanked each other, if by chance you do not listen to our final episode, the most important people to thank are all of you listening. If you don't tune in next week to hear the epilogue, to hear the final episode, I just want to say and I'm sure I can speak for you too, Rob. Thank you to all of you that have listened to us. For the past 200 plus episodes, for the past four years, um, we could not have done this podcast and made this podcast without you guys continuing to be a part of the audience and be a primer and be a part of the DC Primetime family. So thank you for that as well. Thank you for thinking we were actually a a podcast run by Warner Brothers. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) many times, so many times did I get met? Did we get messages and like, hey, you guys should bring back this and bring back that? We're like, um, we don't. One of my favorites was. I know what you're gonna say. One of my favorites was trying to get uh, trying to see if we could get Brendan Fraser to meet somebody. <laughs> yes, um, which bl- bless her that heart. Was, that was so incredibly sweet because it was such a nicely sent message. Yeah. It was so just so adorably kind and just I was like, and it felt so bad to respond. I'm like, I can't. I, we don't have that power. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're just two schmoes that wanted to talk about something we loved, and that's all it is. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it gives a testament to how good we were usually with reporting the news uh, for a quite a long, long time that, you know, we got tagged in things so quickly. Uh, like, hey, like, thanks to our good buddy, Shad. It's kind of like, hey, make sure to uh, get this one up there and post it as quickly as you guys can. Or 
us just having our finger on the pulse, um, you know, at Comic-Con and TCAs. And I'm like, hey, and you and I having to send messages to each other like, okay, are you taking these hours to these <laughs> yep. hours? I'm going to do this to this and and all that. That was stuff. always so, fun, I mean, too. It was, like- fu- it was. And it was it was always great to watch the analytics of like, oh, my God, the, the Brent Spiner post exploded. Yeah. And it turned out he never ended up being on Supergirl. And then we had President Tron instead, you know, all these little things uh, that just it was so much fun watching that stuff. And, I, you know, again, yeah, we'll get into that heavily in our epilogue. But a lot of that's more going to be just getting a chance to hang out with our friends who made the show. And honestly, just talking about some of our favorite things that have happened in these shows in the last four yeah, years. for sure. And I'm sure getting opinions of people that was watch Crisis as well. So you'll definitely hear some rehashing of a lot of stuff, but uh, we hope you jump. Yeah, just like you said, I hope they join us for for that. Story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's that's going to be it for for this episode for episode two hundred. Again, make sure you join us next episode for the epilogue. Our thank yous and our, and our final goodbyes. Uh, but until next time, we'll see. You, this will be the last time I get to say this. Uh, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>